You're listening to Entrepreneurial Outlaws, a podcast for creatives, introverts, empaths, and spiritual folks. Each week, we'll sit down and have the honest, transparent, and sometimes messy conversations about what it takes to build and grow a successful and fulfilling soul-aligned business on your own terms. Here at Entrepreneurial Outlaws, we advocate for building a business that serves your lifestyle, inspiring you to rewrite the usual business rules and take action through creativity and self-inquiry. We'll encourage and gently challenge you to dig deeper into what makes you and your business unique. And I'm your host, Melanie Knights, a multi-passionate entrepreneur, self-published author, mentor, and storyteller. I'm here to help you unpack the bro marketing strategies and entrepreneurial myths that lead us to overthink our business decisions, because overthinking is a feminist issue. Together, we are paving the way for a new normal in online business. So are you ready to break the rules and become an entrepreneurial outlaw? Let's do this. Hey, outlaws. Welcome to today's episode. We are going to be continuing the conversation that we started just a couple of episodes ago, back in episode 72. In episode 72, I talked about finding or discovering the season of business that you are in. And I shared with you some journal prompts. Those journal prompts are over in the show notes and on our Instagram feed as well. And the reason I wanted to start this conversation is because for so long in my own business, I was trying to match other people's energy. I was trying to chase their goals or create a business that would give me what they had rather than understanding or recognizing what I really wanted and needed. I do think that that was part of my story. It was part of my own experience, but I know that so often I'm not the only person that feels that way. And it can be really easy to lose ourselves in in our businesses. It can be easy to lose ourselves amongst our peers and amongst all the different hats that we wear as business owners. So back in episode 72, I promised that today we would be looking at some practical ways to check in with ourselves, to understand the season of business that we are in as individuals. And I'm also going to be sharing with you some of the things that we can be planning for. Because we've talked about slow business before here on the show back in January, and we did a whole month series around slow business. And one of the things that I shared with you is that slow business is an extension of the slow lifestyle right? Slow living. And that calls us to live in the present moment. Therefore, a slow business calls us to be in the present moment. And one of the things that I explored is, well, how do we plan if we are living in the present moment? And I introduced you to the idea last time, which is that we can plan long-term. We are aware of certain parts of our lives or businesses that are coming up in the long term. One of the examples I used was my son's schooling. I know when there's going to be breaks and I know when we might take time away or want to take trips, for example. Those are things that I can plan for. But one of the things that I think we have to practice to 
start to recognize the season we are in is how we plan. And one of the things that we can do is plan for less. And there's this quote, which is plan for less and you will achieve more. And I'm not sure of the origin of this quote, but I first shared it back on my Instagram grid in early 2020, almost two years ago, exactly. We had just entered into, at the time, the unknown. We had no idea what was coming and it was becoming very clear very rapidly that we had no idea what would happen next or how long pandemic would go on for, how long we would be isolating and in quarantine for. And I looked at this post and I read through the caption that my 2020 version of myself wrote and I was pleasantly surprised because initially I thought it was going to be full of toxic productivity. I thought that it would be some kind of slant on how we could, you know, still get shit done. But here's what I actually had written. I wrote, plan for the long term because friend there still is one. Create social media posts that bring light, value, and support to your community. Batch traffic-driving content like blogs, pins, and email newsletters so you can grow the back end of your business. Invest in templates and one-to-one support that will grow your business so much faster and get you totally unstuck from procrastination and information overload happening on all of our screens. Now, besides the slightly, slight dig at procrastination, I wasn't happy with that part, but in so many ways, the advice is still entirely valid. Even two years on, we can still plan for the long term. I think many of us have got really comfortable planning for the long term, knowing that we may not understand what's going to happen in any given moment, knowing that our lives could be changed or we could be forced to isolate or homeschool. We might be called upon to stay at home and for unknown periods of time, Whilst those things have brought about so much anxiety and fear, it has also shown us what is possible when we are forced to change our plans and pivot our business models, hours, ways of working, when we're forced to scale back or asked to scale back, or simply we really need to scale back we have been shown that it is possible, that we can make changes, we can change the way we work, and we can pivot and evolve and shift and reframe our businesses in any given moment. Even if we don't want to, it is possible. We can still plan for the long term. We can still create content that brings light, value and support to our communities. If it's your vibe, you can still batch. And traffic driving content is always a great use of our time in the long term. If that is part of your business strategy to work on Pinterest, if you have an email list or you have a blog or a podcast, these things that can be 
maybe slightly, they're less easy to measure. Let's put it that way. They can be less easy to measure the impact you're making, but also at the same time, they are a long-term part of the strategy. And templates and one-to-one support are still where it's at for me in my business now. I just the other day purchased some Canva templates for mock-ups because anything that saves me a little bit of time, things I can't easily do, or I'd have to go and spend a whole heap of time learning how to do it. If I can cut through that, then I will. And I could not do business in the way I do it now without my amazing team supporting me. They are so valuable to me. But there have been many times in the past year when I've questioned if I'm doing enough or even doing the right things in my business. And that question usually comes from a place of fear, FOMO, and a lack of self-trust. It's me not trusting myself, unsure if the decision I will make will be the right one. But amongst all of that, here is the most, the most important lesson that I've learned. I'm enjoying the way I do business. I enjoy the work that I get to create and market each week. I like the way my schedule ebbs and flows. And I'm continually practicing self-trust by letting my intuition guide me. I have spent far too much time trying to fit myself, my emotions, my health, my hobbies into my business. And then try to fit all of that around other people's needs. Specifically, my client's schedule, right? My family, my son's school, they have a lot of demands. (laughs) We spend so much time trying to fit ourselves into our businesses and then fit our businesses into other people's lives. There are so many demands on our time and our energy. And now is the time that we can start to honor our own needs and ask other people to work with them. And I believe that that happens by regularly checking in with ourselves and establishing those boundaries from our needs. That is the way that we can start to ensure that we put our emotions, health, hobbies. We can fit we can fit our business into ourselves rather than the other way around. We can do that by setting our personal goals first. I touched on that last time. We can do that by creating space. I'm going to talk about that in just a moment. And by really figuring out what boundaries we need and what the easiest way for us to honor them will be. Because establishing boundaries is one thing, but honoring them is a whole different story. So I know that for me, one of the things I used to be really afraid of, (laughs) or it made me really uncomfortable, is having free time. I came from employed entre- uh, em- employee to entrepreneur. I made that transition in 2016. My entire corporate career, I was the person that got got things done. I did what needed to be done. I didn't half-ass my job. I did what was right, not what was easy. I always was the one who would have like, I would always be the one that ended up dealing with complaints or like customer service stuff. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, but I was always the one that would deal with that because I was the one that would see it through. I would take on that complaint or that issue and I would see it through. I would find the answer because there's nothing that frustrates me more than calling into a call center and being passed around and told that 
nobody actually knows what the hell to do with me. So because of those things, because of how much I value customer service and my experience in customer service, that was kind of my role. I ended up taking on that role very naturally. But it also meant that I was always the one who would be going above and beyond. And I wore that like a badge of honor. And that's okay. There are parts of that that are really positive. But at the same time, it also bred that I would have to work harder than everybody else. I really, really was afraid and uncomfortable of downtime or free time because it felt like, especially when I started my own business, that every minute of my day should be doing something. I should be doing something productive. I should be making money. I should be doing something that gets my business further into the future. It should be filled with things that grow my business. And I think probably all of us have experienced that. I think all of us have probably experienced that. And in the beginning, it feels quite fun. It feels kind of shiny and new. And we're excited to fill our time with all these new things. Very quickly, it becomes our job and overwhelms us. It very quickly becomes this thing that takes away the joy from our the vision that we had for our business. We fill our time so easily. And I want to share with you a practical way that you could start to get more comfortable with having free space or time in your schedule. So if having those blank blocks of free time is really uncomfortable for you, or if you always seem to have a very full calendar or a calendar that has times all over it, maybe there's no kind of blocked out spaces for you to have calls with clients or with customers or your team, and you're kind of booking appointments randomly throughout the week or day, this is a way where you can create some space in in each day. So essentially what you're going to do is you're going to leave some space every day. Maybe start with 30 minutes. I think 60 minutes to an hour and a half is really nice, but start small if you want to. And you're going to just leave that space. Now you'll need to probably block it out in your calendar so that nobody can book it. But remember also, this isn't your lunch break. You get to that, you get that too. So you get to have this this space and you also get to have your lunch break. Those two things are individual. And you can make a list of things that are unrelated to your work. Maybe they're things that don't make you money, but they bring you a lot of joy that you could do during that time. Maybe you want to read. Maybe you want to watch Netflix. Maybe you want to cook, bake something. Maybe you want to go for a walk. Maybe you want to just sit and numb out on TikTok whilst standing in your kitchen eating some crisps, potato chips, whatever. I don't know. (laughs) Whatever it is that you want to do that is unrelated to your work. And I want you to set an alarm to remind you to take that break because if you're anything like me and you get absorbed into what you're doing and then you forget. So set an alarm to remind you to take that break. And then remember that that task or deadline that maybe you were in the middle of will be there when you get back. The world is not going to crash in the next 30 to 60 minutes. Make sure you have a plan for when you get back to your desk, i.e. is it going to be the wisest thing to sit down and open up your email inbox? I'm going to assume probably not. Um, So have a plan of which task you're going to tackle when you get back. Maybe have a plan for, you know, you're going to get back into what you were doing or you have a specific thing you're going to do when you get back. 
Maybe checking your inbox is the thing that you're going to do. You know, maybe every day you'll have this break and you'll come back and you'll check your emails. But that is completely and entirely up to you. The next tip is to throw your to-do list in the trash. If you have been around my business for a while, I'm talking like three or four years, um, you may remember I used to talk about this a lot. I have a really, (laughs) I don't like to-do lists. I have a really bad relationship with to-do lists. And I'm talking about those like pads, those very long to-do list pads that you get. The ones that have like infinite amount of lines on them. I feel like they just open us up. Um toxic productivity and a lot of shame because we will fill that list. Like, I don't know about you, but I can definitely find things to do. I think that's the one thing about having an online business that people don't always understand is that, sure, you get to work your own hours. You essentially get to set your schedule and have all this time, but you also could find something to do constantly. There is always something to do. So to-do lists, a trash. We just, we need to stop. Um, and instead what we can do is simplify the tasks that we have by using something called a have need want list. Now I've talked about this before on the show. There are different ways in which you can use this exercise. Um, I'm going to share with you a fairly simple version of this today. It is inside of my planner planning by the moon. Um, it's there for on a daily basis. Um, I'm going to show you how to use it on a weekly basis right now or explain to you, not show you, (laughs) you are listening. But what we're going to do is talk about how you can use this exercise to really lay out your week. So you already probably have, you know, in your mind, an idea of what it is that you need to be doing this week, what you have to do this week. And somewhere there's probably some things that you'd really like to do this week, some things you want to do. And what I like to do is look at this in those three lists. So you could just grab a piece of paper and have these three columns, or you can go and grab a copy of Planning by the Moon. Um, We'll make sure we link it in the bio. But link it in the bio, we'll link it in the show notes. But essentially, you're going to grab a piece of paper, write down at the top things I have to do, things I need to do, things I want to do. And you're just going to list out under each column, under under each heading, what it is you have to do this week, what it is you need to do this week, and what it is you want to do this week. And a lot of people will ask, what's the difference between a have and a need? So this is how I explain that. If we're looking at what I have to do, and I'm just going to use some examples here, I have to sleep. I have to sleep. I will become very unwell, very, very cranky if I don't sleep. So I have to sleep. A need would look like I need eight hours of sleep, right? So I have to sleep. I need eight hours of sleep. I don't have to have eight hours of sleep. I could have more, but I need eight hours of sleep. And then a one would be, I want to meditate for 10 minutes and read before bed every night. That's just one example. I hope that you can kind of sense the difference. So a have is something that is absolutely non-negotiable, right? I have to eat. I need to eat vegetables. (laughs) I want to eat a salad. 
Again, these are very simple ways of explaining it, but we're going to be looking at it in terms of our business. So I have to do client work, right? I have to do client work because that is what pays my bills. What that looks like, obviously we can then break it down, but essentially that's what I have to do this week. I have to do client work. Maybe I need to record next month's podcast episodes and maybe I want to start my pen pal letters, something like that. Now that I've given you some examples, I want you to try this out. Think about what it is that you've got coming up for the next week. Put these three columns down on paper and list out all those tasks. From there, we're going to move into this next tip because one of the things, the mistakes that we can often make, and we do it from a place of wanting to control what's coming up. We do it from a place, especially for me, I'm a very visual person. So I always want to be able to see what I have coming up, what's what I'm doing. And I'm also somebody who, if it's not written down somewhere, I'm likely to forget because I'm always in my head. So I have always, I always used to plan out my week ahead of time. You know, I would maybe on a weekend, I'd be sitting there just playing on my phone, not doing anything. And I'd plan out every single day. I'd plan out this hour, I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to do that. I'd even plan out, you know, when I'm going to have a shower and when I'm going to have my lunch and when I'm going to go to the gym. I'd plan out all these things. And I think I did it for about three or four months. And I just got so frustrated with myself because inevitably I was planning too much. I was overcommitting myself and this would lead me to some really negative self-talk. I wasn't leaving any space for things that could come up because inevitably, even if you're not working with customers or sorry, clients or coaching clients, for example, or if you're not a service-based entrepreneur, if you only have digital products or you have physical products or you run memberships, things are going to come up, things are going to hit your inbox that you don't expect. That is inevitable. Things are going to come up. Someone's going to send you a message. Something's going to happen in your week that you maybe can't plan for. When we plan all of our time, we're not creating space for ourselves, but we're also not creating space for those things that could come up. So once you've completed your have, need, want list for the week ahead, don't try and fit all of those things into the next week. Instead, think about planning your day the night before or the morning of. So instead of planning Monday through Friday, maybe Sunday night, you're going to plan Monday. If you're somebody that will be concerned about what's coming up, or you really want to be able to sit down at your desk on Monday morning and have that mapped out, do it Sunday night. If you are somebody that can wait till Monday morning and you want to be able to get up and kind of decide what you're going to do that day, do it Monday morning. But this alleviates you putting too much into your calendar, right? This allows you to create space because maybe on Monday something comes up and you don't get everything that you had planned done, which is okay, But if you've planned out Tuesday based on the fact you're going to achieve everything on Monday, now Tuesday's out, which puts Wednesday out. And this just can lead to a really big spiral. So instead, 
if we can plan a little bit at a time, right? Plan for less and we'll achieve more. If we can plan for a little bit at a time, it's going to allow us to really honor that energy as we go into each week, as we go into each day. If we can look at our tasks from a place of have, need, and want, we can start to look at really objectively what it is that's going on in our schedule. Have we only got things in our have list? Is there anything that we want to do? Are we only focused on the things in the have have list and maybe even the need list and we're not doing any of the things in our want list? Another tip is to, I've talked about this as well previously about planning out our personal goals. Well, how about fitting in the things you want to do first? So when you sit down to plan out your day, is it is it practical for you to start with something you want to do? Maybe that's something like go for a walk. Maybe it's, I don't know, reading or journaling or something creative. Whatever it is for you, can you start your day with one of the things off of your want list rather than getting straight into a have and a need? Can you simply adjust your schedule? Sometimes it can feel like we can't because we might throw out what our clients are used to, for example. Maybe suddenly saying to clients, no, you can't call with me at 9am. I'm only taking calls between 3pm and 5pm. I think it was last week that Ellie said that she only takes calls between 3 and 5 or something like that four days a week. Can you shift your call times to a time that matches your energy? Can you take calls first and third weeks to give yourself a break? There are ways around it, but it can feel sometimes really uncomfortable. It can feel uncomfortable to acknowledge there's a problem, to realize that we are actually part of the problem if we're not actually changing our schedules and we're not honoring those boundaries that we want to put in place. It can be really scary to have those conversations with your clients. But I'm going to assume, I'm going to hand on heart assume that your clients are not going to get pissed off if you say to them, from next month, I'm only taking calls on the first and third week of the month. Or I'm only taking calls from this time during these times. Because it's better for everyone it's better for everyone. And I think it's such a wonderful way of being able to tap in to your intuition and recognize the season you're in, honoring your needs, creating those boundaries, really standing within your boundaries and letting people know that you are honoring your energy. And the more we can honor our own energy, the more we can set that as an example for the way we live, the more likely we're going to have that energy matched. And we're going to work with people who also want to match that energy. We're going to work with people who understand why we're working in this way. You might even find that they're really inspired to start working that way themselves. Because I think a lot of us are either have experienced or are experiencing those bouts of burnout because we are fitting ourselves into our businesses and then we're trying to fit all of that into other people's schedules rather than acknowledging what we need 
in this season of our business and saying, this is what I'm available for, right? This is when I take calls. This is how much time I have for this project. Saying no and allowing ourselves to feel that. So I want you to remember that your goals are valid. They're still valid. I want you to remember that your audience still needs you, right? Whether you show up once a week or once a month, they still need you, however you choose to show up. And your intuition is still your best tool for figuring out what's next in your business and figuring out what you need during this season of your business. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode, Outlaws. I I feel like I say this every week, but I appreciate you. I just, you know, I want to remind you. And if nobody has told you recently, you're amazing. You're a badass. You are doing fucking amazing work in this world. And I just want you to know that because we're all here because we want to challenge what we have seen. We want to forge new paths. And I know that we're all doing that. So you're amazing. Um... Next week, we are joined. Next week, it's going to be May, which is crazy. And uh, we are joined by Sandy Norman. Sandy is a digital creator. She uses content repurposing to help her clients save time creating content and to really lessen the overwhelm. We're going to be talking about being fellow introverts and how to build confidence as an introvert online. So, you know, looking at social media platforms and how to get really comfortable, quote, showing up. And we're also going to talk about journaling. One of my favorite things, journaling in business. We're going to talk about how that's impacted her business and how she uses it to make decisions and just helps her to determine what is feeling aligned for her. So I'm really excited for you to listen to this episode and for you to meet Sandy and to get to know her. So that's coming up next week. And of course, as we head into May, we're going to have a brand new season of shows. Um, I did remind you, I think last week or before, but we are going to be slowing down our new episodes over the summer. So we're going to record or be publishing less episodes in June and July. And then my team and I are taking August off. Yes, we are taking all of August off and we will then be back in the beginning of September with a new season of the podcast. So that's really exciting because we're going to be starting to look at using this cyclical work in the podcast. And that is all coming up in the fall. Oh my God, (laughs) pre-October. I am so excited. And, you know, it's still April, but I'm excited for pre-October. Anyway, So thank you so much again for listening into today's episode. If you have any questions about any of the topics that we've talked about today, please head over to Instagram, come over to entrepreneurial underscore outlaws. I'm always happy to answer any questions. Send me a DM or drop a comment on this week's post. Um, Please let me know if you have any questions. And if you have a few minutes today, I invite you to leave a five-star rating and review of the show on this podcast player that you are listening to us on. If you want to take a screenshot that you're listening and share it over on Instagram and tag me, I love to see who's listening. I love to know what you've been able to take away from today's episode. And whenever I see comments or feedback 
over on the over on the grid or in my DMs, it just makes me smile because I know that my work is, I know my work is doing something. I know that we are coming together and we've got this incredible way of connecting this incredible platform. And it really does just make my year. And I always send it to my team and I'm like, look, this is what we did this week. This is how we helped someone. So um, yeah, I love seeing it. Please let us know if you have any questions and if there's any topics that you would like us to cover in um, in the fall as we head into a new season of the show. Let us know if there's anything specific, any any particular topics, any guests or anything like that. Or if you'd like to be considered as a guest for the show, make sure you let us know. Head over to Instagram. You can fill in our booking form and we will take a look and reach out to you Um as we start to record for those autumn episodes. So that is it for this week. Thank you so much again. Until next time, Outlaws. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Entrepreneurial Outlaws. If you see yourself as an entrepreneurial outlaw and enjoyed this episode, would you do me a small favor? It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take a moment to subscribe to the show and leave a rating and review. By leaving a review, you are helping me to grow our outlaw community and together we can show other entrepreneurs that breaking the rules can actually be good for business. Don't forget, you can find the show notes for today's episode along with any of the links that I mentioned on my website at melanienights.com forward slash podcast. And if we're not already virtual besties, you can come and hang out with me on Instagram. I am the one with the country music playing, the lukewarm coffee in my hand, and I'm dishing the dough on how we can make entrepreneurship more inclusive and transparent. Plus, I'll probably send you some fun gifts. So until next time, outlaws. Outlaws.